Let's just quickly get some reaction on that. And then a bit later on, after the news headlines, I'll give you an update on some of the stories that we're covering this afternoon on the show. Let's speak to Dr. Lumgile Mondi, who's a senior lecturer in the School of Economics and Finance at the University of Witwatersrand. Dr. Mondi, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. So the emphasis there from the Reserve Bank governor is that they are state dependent. What's your take on this? And again, the, the over and over emphasis that comes through about logistics as well as the energy, making sure that you have sufficient, reliable energy, something, it almost sounds like it's a broken record, something that the Reserve Bank governor says over and over and over again. 100%. Uh, the governor is spot on. Is spot on. Uh, we must remember that as long as it's got these constraints, uh, which are administered by the states, whether it's the logistic infrastructure, is the energy infrastructure, because most of the things that are consumed, dependent by the poor, are moved on the roads or sometimes on the train when the train is working. So therefore, if the costs there are very, very high, it means that those costs are going to be pushed on, on the things that are enjoyed by the poor. Uh, so it's not surprising that in South Africa, uh, the prices, uh, because of initial prices, that prices and take time to go low because the choices that are being taken by government are the ones that actually are marginalizing and, and imposing huge costs primarily to the poor who have got no access to employment opportunities uh, but are very much dependent uh, on the various social support that the state provides. But if the state had to, prov- had to address these, uh, more investment to be created and lead to more jobs, and, and more jobs uh, lead uh, to to much better quality of life in South Africa. So, so, so where would you say the, the priority now should be? And, and, and I'm also asking this on the basis of um, the arguments that have been made before. Um, the expectation is that hopefully at some point we will see um, a, a reduction in the repo rate. Some are saying maybe sometime mid-2024. Um, is that possible at all? That is possible, provided that there is cessation of hostilities uh, globally. You must remember that uh, there's been a change in the flow of trade in terms of the Red Sea being a, a very difficult navigational uh, point and many ships uh, coming over the Cape of Good Hope, uh, taking two, two weeks more uh, and burning more fuel to get to the next point uh, of demand. And secondly, of course, we know that everywhere uh, there is elections going on that are going to be coming. Uh, we've got, uh, got ours, the British, the Americans, and many others. We've got the war in, uh, in Russia and Ukraine. So all these events uh, are likely to impose limitation to South Africa's potential, given that we are still dependent very much to commodities. Uh, we have got lots of commodities underground. Uh, the price is determined internationally. So if these wars continue, the price of our commodities will continue being sticky, meaning that not only are we going to be uh, struggling in terms of employment, but also the ability for us to mobilize resources uh, to get our economy going forward uh, will, be, will be prolonged. So even though we expect prices to really come down, in the second quarter of this year, but it's all dependent, as the governor said, on the state, meaning the conditions in the, in the global and domestic economy. 
just quickly on 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 what's happening with the Red Sea, um, and it was a major major issue that was discussed during the World Economic Forum as well. Um, for South Africa, does it mean that we run the risk of ha- of being low on foreign currencies, specifically focusing now on the U.S. dollar, because maybe um, a company that is um, in Europe or company that um, that that um, that the vessels would be going through the the Red Sea would say that okay, we don't want to go ahead with that order anymore because of what's happening in the Red Sea. Is that a possibility at all? And if so, what does this mean then for South Africa's economy in terms of foreign reserves? South Africa is in a very, very strong position in terms of uh, foreign reserves. But more importantly, we've got a number of South African multinationals that are trading globally, whether it's uh, DSTV, uh, MTN, and many others, uh, who really bring quite a lot of uh, foreign currency back home uh, in the difficulties of our commodities being exported. So I don't think that uh, South Africa faces that risk. Of course, our biggest risk really uh, are, the, are, the, are the ones at home. So what am I saying? I'm saying that uh, the government is making uh, correct choices at the moment by mobilizing private sector domestically uh, to invest on infrastructure. So we see quite a lot of uh, businesses, but like the asset management, the 91s, the coronations, along with many others, who are saying, please, let's get going with uh, certainty out of policy, because we do have cash, want to invest, but what we want and expect from government is to ensure that the process of procurement are transparent. So therefore, uh, if the government can get those right, uh, I believe that domestically we can stimulate again uh, investment because there's cash in South Africa, unlike many other countries. However, we've got a regime that does not set the rules of the game transparent, apparently. Uh, secondly, it wants to impose uh, the conditions as how private sector should do things. And in that regard, many still stand by and watch and delay investment. So let's see much more progress in the next few months. And hopefully, if we do that, uh, have transparent procurement processes. I think many of the domestic asset managers mm. were seeking billions of cash to be put in the infrastructure. Hopefully, in two, three years, we'll, we'll slowly regain some of the competitiveness around yep. our infrastructure. Do you think that's possible, though, when it comes to when when it comes to FDIs, especially foreign direct investment? Considering that we're going into an an, an election, um, what the polls are telling us is that we could see the ANC being pushed below the fifty percent. I was having a conversation with the CEO of NetBank, Michael Brown, the other day, and he was saying that. Um, while there is this level of uncertainty, of course, of course, that comes with elections sometimes. However, though, considering what the polls are saying, that the ANC, even if it is pushed below that 50%, it would still be a dominant player if a coalition is set up. I mean, the, I think all the events that have taken place in the past few months, uh, particularly the, the Middle East events, uh, have really rallied uh, a lot of support back to the ANC. As you look in the Western Cape, particularly uh, the Muslim community, with the treatment that they've received from the government there, uh, and really the divisions that have led South Africa, be the Ukraine, be uh, the Middle East, and the experiences uh, of many black South Africans, uh, people have reverted to their old positions. But you know what? This is what's happening all over the world. Everyone lies, everyone is not committed to human rights, etc. And tomorrow, 
the, the decision of the ICJ will also reinforce these views about we're on our own, therefore we need to take control for ourselves. So the ANC might surprise us because of the global events. Um, but more importantly, we must not forget that we are really state. Therefore, we're unlikely to attract huge foreign direct investment. What we need to do is to make the right policy choices and make sure that there's accountability and transparency, there's credibility in the procurement process so that the domestic uh, investment sector can be able to put money to drive the economy forward. So I think we must not so much depend internationally. We need to make those choices around the, the transparent, open, and accountable of the game to mobilize domestic savings because the domestic savings are there, but they're not going to the economy. They can only go there if the new coalition government uh, does open up and uh, allow accountable transparent processes. And at the moment, one has under the AC government, people are given deals without transparency. Uh, we've seen, you know, thought things would be different than Ramaphosa, but there wasn't. Uh, the petrol is a story that's yeah. everywhere. You know, so there's so much going on that basically dissuades private investors who are sitting with cash, but they say, you know what, they're going to eat the money. I want to invest. I'm coming to South Africa. I want to move forward. I want to create opportunities because this country has got so much potential and possibilities, given how rich it is. But okay. it's just delaying and delaying and delaying because of the leadership that we have. Thank you so much for your time. Dr. Lumkile Montide, Senior Lecturer in the School of Economics and Finance at the University of Vedvata